This morning, I want to take a moment uh, just to share with you a word uh, that I, I just sort of, God spoke to me about uh, something I thought was very important for us as a church, as, as individuals, because it gives us a confidence. Uh, and in, somebody had written something, and they just, they'd written that phrase, they just simply said, the God who pays attention, the God who looks at us and he pays attention. And I thought, how reassuring and confident we can be with that statement that's so true, that God pays attention to you and to me. He's aware of everything that is happening to us and that is going on in our lives. And there are many, many people going through different challenges and different circumstances at the moment. And, um, and this is a sense of reassurance, really, to know that God is paying attention to them. You know, the Bible often puts the Christian life in the sense of a journey. It speaks in the language of a journey, uh, to use a word uh, as a traveller or a pilgrim who's walking towards an end destination. Uh, and so the Bible speaks about that, that each and every one of us are, are on a journey. And often as we go on journeys in the physical, we will know this, that there are often obstacles and challenges and there are different ways to get to the same place. And that is true of us spiritually. Often some journeys in life are harder than others. Uh, some involve saying goodbye, some are journeys for pleasure, some for learning, some are more difficult than others. But if the truth is that simply God pays attention to us on the journey that we're on. And this is reassuring for us today, uh, particularly if you're going through a hard time and a difficult time, and you're asking the question, why God? And God, where are you? And, and why is this happening? And how am I getting out of this? And, and just to be, in a sense, reassured today by the certainty that God pays attention to everything that's going on in your life. That you may not understand what is happening but it's not always God's desire that we always understand what is happening. God's desire is that we trust him and we put our faith in him for all the challenges that we're facing because he is the one that actually is working it all out as we go along. He is the one that sees the roadblocks ahead. He is the one that sees the obstacles that might be in front of us. He is the one that sees the journey incomplete from beginning to end. And so it's so important for us to grasp hold of this that there is a God our God who pays attention. And I'm going to share with you a few thoughts from Psalm 121, which simply says this, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. There was a phrase, so there is a phrase that I often say in church many, many times. And the reason you keep repeating it is because you want people to get it. So you keep repeating it until they do get it. And it's simply this, is God is interested in every aspect of our lives. 
And that's truth. He is interested in every aspect of our lives. Everything that's happening to us, everything that we're going through, the challenges that we are facing, the things going on that nobody else knows about. God is interested in every aspect of our lives. And this psalm that we've read here simply encourages us and teaches us that God is the one who pays attention. The context that this psalm is written in is this is that these are called the ascent psalms, which is the psalms that are written between 120 and 134. Now, ascent psalm just simply means these psalms were spoken while the Jewish people went on a journey. They went on a journey, so these were the words that they actually uh, read out on their annual pilgrimages, and they had to make three of them every year. They sang these psalms. And they sang them on the ascent because it was uphill to Jerusalem where they had to go three times a year. And these were songs of encouragement or assurance which expressed four things which we're going to share. There is something about a group of people travelling together and I did children's and youth work for a long, long time. When you get them on the bus or on the coach, immediately somebody will start singing Everywhere we go. You see, the younger ones, and we're from Living Hope, the mighty, mighty Living Hope, I made sure. And, and there's something about getting a group of people together. You ever been with a group of football supporters, all travelling in the same, uh, all travelling to the same destination? What do they do? They start singing. What it's kids and young people on the bus or a coach, what do they do? They start singing. I mean, listen, get a group of women together on the coach and, and then they start singing, I will survive. Now, you know you do it, don't you? You know you do it like, that's it. don't need no men, we're all the women together and we're going to start singing Gloria Gaynor. Look at this, I'm showing my worldly. So anyway, but there's something about all the people, people being together, travelling together and starting to sing. And this is what this group of people, the Jews, did here. The Jewish people, as they travelled together and they sent up to Jerusalem, they began to sing. As we worshipped this morning, they said there was something about the collective group of people, God's people, gathering together to sing that lifts us, isn't there? It, not just worship in the sense of we know who we're worshipping and we know why we're worshipping, but there's good, it's something uplifting about who we're worshipping with, isn't it? It's sort of you're standing next to somebody and, and you watch and I get to stand at the back and you can see people really worshipping, expressing themselves. Maybe they might not do that when they're on their own, but suddenly when they're with other people and the noise is, is there and it's lifting their praises to God, there's something about that collective voice, isn't there? That people sing it. It's not my favourite quote, but, you know, not everybody can sing but everybody has a song and if you can't sing that's a most encouraging quote you'll hear because it doesn't matter whether you can sing but you have a song and simply here in they make this journey they're singing this psalm that we've just read and they're basically singing the truth that God watches over them while they're on their journey they know they have to make this journey it can be a dangerous journey but there's a confidence in knowing that God is watching over them. And there is a confidence today that God watches over you. And the second thing they were singing was this, that they were, they were never forgotten by God. I mean, in all the stuff that we go through, we think sometimes when God is silent, uh, he has forgotten about us. 
But God, what about what I'm going through? God, what about what's happening to me? It seems like you've forgotten me and the truth of it, God hasn't forgotten about us. He hasn't forgotten about us. But they're singing that, that those lines that God watches over them and they're not forgotten by God. And, and then they're singing and, and this that God made them, he chose them and he loved them. Uh, and those three things are so important for us to understand that in our confidence and our certainty of our faith on the journey that we're on. Uh, and then the fourth thing is, is God knew them and they were precious in his sight. You know, we never just make it in with God. We'll never just get over the line enough to say, I'm loved, but I don't want to be loved that much. He said, God never loves us like that. It's so often people think, if I just get over that line, it just says, well, I'm in now, but I don't want to be too far in. Or, or God has just brought me in. It's like, Listen, it says, precious in his sight, the most valuable as he looks upon you. To think today there is nothing that you're going through that God does not care about. That his attention is not drawn to you. He's not aware of what's happening to you. The struggle in your loneliness, the difficulties that you're facing, that's simply this. He watches over us. We're not forgotten about him. We're precious in his sight. And that gives us a certainty. And, and as the people walk this journey, the, a question is asked, they take a look at the surrounding mountains uh, and they ask a question. It says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Uh, where does my help come from? And now they're not asking the mountains where the help comes from. They're looking beyond that to the creator of the mountains because they didn't just believe that these mountains just sort of ended up there. They didn't just believe that actually just by chance or a big bang or something that happened millions of years ago that suddenly they've all ended up here. They look at the mountains and believe that there is a creator behind them because they answer their own question. They, they ask a question and they answer it. It says, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. You know, the creator of heaven and earth, God is, is also the guardian and the caretaker of it. That, that actually he didn't just set, and I've said this before because it's so true, God sets in motion the world you know, everything happens and that, but his, his project, his work of art, his workmanship, as it says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, is us. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? I mean, we look at the world and, and the water flows and the air, we breathe the air and sky, weather, all of that, seasons and all of that. He says, and God says, that's not, that's not my project. That's not my main concern. That's not what my attention is drawn to. My attention is drawn to the people. My attention is drawn to those that look to me for their help. And that gave the, the people the assurance on the journey. Not that the mountains were giving them any help, but the mountains must have been created uh, by somebody. And it shows us that truth that God is not a remote God. We'll show you a picture here. And this is, this is the furthest object in space that has been photographed. They reckon it's 32 billion light years away. And it was discovered in 2016. Now you wonder, why, why, have, you, why have you shown that? What am I talking about? Well, I've shown that because uh, there is a great truth that and it, even if that was double the distance away, God is there. He's there. What do you mean he's there? Well, he's everywhere. And that's 32 billion light years away, uh, and the scientists have said, and God is there. But God's here as well. 
is right up close and personal or living within me he says how do we grasp hold of that you know, I often don't have the understanding in a sense for everything to, to, to grasp you know the way God is or who God is and we've been doing it in our bible studies on Tuesday night when we look at God is but that blows my mind that we take a picture of that and that they reckon is 32 billion light years away which for us is incomprehensible I mean I, I don't even know how many noughts that is that's probably 15 16 somebody will put me right at the end as they do and uh, he's there but he's here oh and says and he doesn't care about you no, I don't think so actually I think that he's there and he's here and he shows it that actually the certainty that we have that he pays attention to us is that simply he's everywhere that's incredible he looks at the mountains not as the one that would give help he's looking at the creator of the mountains as the one who would give help Isaiah gets this and I shared this in our sermon series last year he says lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these he who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength not one of them is missing he has named all the stars I have a baby book in the office not because we're having any more babies just to clear that up like but purely because when you come to do the dedications that we do in church, you always like to find out what the meaning of the name of the child is because, you know, it sort of helps any if it's a, you can prepare a sermon and things like that. And, and I'd imagine that almost uh, that God's sitting, naming all the stars and their rebellions, and he names them one by one. George, uh, Matthew, Glenn... Marcus, just picking on the front row here. <laughs> and he names them all one by one. Uh, and what an assurance, and he says, uh, that actually he names them one by one. And, and Louis Iglo said this, he said, for us, he calls each and every star by name. It's not likely that he has forgotten yours. What a confidence that we have today in the God that pays attention, who names every star by name, that he's not forgotten yours or forgotten everything that's happening or in the middle of your difficulties and troubles at the moment he has not forgotten you because the confidence is every star that he names and he's put up in the sky gives us a certainty he's paying attention to us even Jesus writes the words in Matthew 10 verse 30 he speaks of that God knows the very number of hairs on our head he, he speaks of the sparrows and the two pennies and all of the things that were like the smallest definition of things to simply to prove a point to people that he cares. He understands what's happening. There is nothing too small that he doesn't pay attention to. And he moves here in this psalm from God being the creator the, to the God who keeps his promises. And there's a phrase that is used six times in the psalm. He says, we are kept. God keeps us. God is our keeper. See, promises are only based on the ability of the one who makes the promise. I could promise to give you £10,000 today. You would laugh at me because I don't have £10,000. Thena does. No, but I don't have £10,000. And if I said to you, Marcus, I'm going to give you £10,000 today. He said immediately, he might hold me to it actually. I... He says, the, the, the promise is based on the promiser. He knows I don't have that. 
is just an example. But when God makes a promise, it's based on the certainty of him as the promiser. So when he says to them in this psalm, I will keep you, you are kept, I am your keeper, it is an assurance we receive in him paying attention to us that we never have to doubt, is he with us? Is he looking after us? Is he keeping us? Is he a keeper? Absolutely yes. Many of the greatest fears in the journey of life often come from the unexpected. Those things that we didn't see coming. See, the long and lonely road to Jerusalem that they're on was dangerous. There was an anticipation for what awaited them for the end of the journey. There was that excitement, that anticipation, but there was an anxiety as well, as journeys often do. As journeys often do, they create an anxiety in us. We don't want to be late to our destination. What happens if this happens on the way? What happens if I break down? What happens, what happens? And, and that's like the journey of life. There is an anticipation about what awaits us, but there is also an anxiety about what happens on the journey. And often we can't control what happens on the journey. Excuse me. But if we believe in the promise that God keeps us, it, it doesn't mean that we're guaranteed a trouble-free journey. It means we have a protector with us through the life that we're, we're living, through the journey that we're on, based on actually what actually separates us from his love. Well, Paul writes these words to answer that question. For he says, For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing this morning that separates you from God. Nothing. That verses, those two verses there, call that forward and simply said, can somebody name me anything that separates us from the love of God? But there it says nothing. It says even neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, the present, the future, any powers, height, depth, width, anything, nothing separates us from his love. It says that gives us an, a, a certainty and an assurance today of this that the Lord can keep you because there's nothing that God cannot do. No crisis or circumstance can overwhelm him. He is never surprised or shaken. He made all things, sustains all things and rules all things, including every detail of our lives, even on the most difficult day. He is paying attention. Our keeper is on the throne looking down on us, but he's also by our side walking with us standing behind us, supporting us, out in front leading us. Four times, it says in the psalm, he watches over us. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. He doesn't relax or switch off. He needs no refreshing or break. What a promise he watches over us. Remember when, when, when Ruth was born, and I can say this because she's not here. When Ruth was born, his first child and when his first child, he'd sort of do everything to protect, make sure. I remember getting up in the middle of the night and I'd always go over to the cot and I would always put my hand on just to make sure she was still breathing. Anybody did that? Come on, you know you did. So I don't sort of, yeah. First child, you know what I mean? Second child, no, not so much like, but first child. <laughs> first child. 
and, and they're just there watching. And, and, and when she'd gone to sleep, there's something soothing about a baby sleeping. You'd sit and watch them. Changes when they're teenagers, but when they're babies, they're just watching and thinking, I, I, I'm responsible for that. She says, I have to, I, I'm watching over that. I'm taking care of that. And I imagine the picture of God is the way that God looks at us as he watches over us. She's almost checking in a sense that we're still breathing almost, that, that we're still looking to him, that we're, we're still okay because he's sustaining us and he's caring for us and he's looking after us. Uh, and that's a most uh, uh, amazing thing when it comes to this certainty of the assurance of the presence of God. That almost as a dad, I'd have gone over and put my hand on the, you know, just, yep, still breathing, still breathing. Says, to be honest, I'd have done that and I didn't know if she was and I don't know what I would have done. Have, but still breathing, hands still going on. Make sure everything's okay. And what a, what a wonderful sense of assurance here. It says, because he watches over us. We can't be everywhere, but God can. What a promise that he watches over our lives. He pays attention interested in every aspect of our lives his care and concern is there just is no place where he isn't there's asked this once and people said to me well you know in the difficulties where is God and I thought I answer it this way and it comes from this it says we say the question often asked is where is God in the difficulties and the challenges and the unanswered questions that come with some circumstances and the easiest way to answer this, or the, probably the way, is to answer it this way. Well, where isn't God? Where isn't he? Where isn't he? The, the, the idea that there is a place that he wouldn't be. The idea that there is a circumstance or situation that people are going through, that God isn't there, is just simply not true. So the question is not, well, where is God? In my darkness and in my despair and in my hopelessness, the answer is, well, where isn't he? Well, he's right beside you. He's right with you. He's paying attention to you. And this gives us that security, that assurance, that certainty, that protection, that care. The God is always watching over us. In joy and in sorrow, we can find comfort knowing God is watching over us. He is with us at every moment. When help is needed, when peace seems far away, we can go to him and seek shelter. When joy is plentiful, we can go to him with thanksgiving and praise. He is always watching over us. Stevie touched on it at the table, didn't he? He says, oh, we live in a world of negativity at the moment. I don't like watching the news because they'll tell me that they've found another COVID variant, 459, and they've done all of this stuff, and they've said this. And it's a negativity. Uh, and yet, the one thing we should have as church is hope. And that hope should lead to some joy. Not that we ignore everything that's happening in the world, but the journey that we are on in the world uh, brings us hope. And therefore, it should bring the world hope. Because this is all leading us towards something that simply said the church is going to be the one that stands out. And listen, with everybody that is looking for answers, saying, well, where do we look for for answers? Do we look to the government? Do we look to the politicians? Do we look to the medical experts? Do we look to the scientists? He said, listen, this has been going on all the way through history, where the challenge to God is always, let's look to everybody else for the answers. And God simply says, I'm here. And he simply says this, he says, my son, who I sent to you at the time that's coming called Christmas, is the saviour of the world. He's still the answer. He's still the answer. 
He's still the one. And why we sing it in the song, Hope Has a Name, his name is Jesus. It's not just that we have hope. We have hope in a man called Jesus, who is the saviour of the world, who God sent for you and for me. And that gives us that certainty and assurance that we need on our journey through life. So we can sing the songs as they did. Oh, we have a living hope. Oh, praise the Father, praise the Son. It says all of this stuff that we sing and express in worship is because like them, we are on a journey. And our hope is in God when we are on this journey because he pays attention to every need that we have. He watches over you and me. There isn't a place where he isn't because God is always there. And we take hold of that today as a church. And hopefully it should encourage you today. Hopefully it should give you some joy today. Maybe. Hopefully it should give you some joy today. There's a few smiles cracking, that's good. It's always good to smile in church. He says, why? Because he is our assurance and certainty of the hope that we have. Not what's going on around us. Not what's going on outside. But what's going on within us. And what God has promised to do. What separates you today? Nothing. Nothing. Any difficulty, hardship or struggle does not separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Let's take a moment to pray. Let's bow our heads and because there are people in here and they are going through the hardest and toughest of times. And we don't want to bring people out to the front, but we do want to pray for you. And we simply want you to do this. Just simply, if this relates to you this morning because of the journey that you are on, we just simply want you to put your hand in the air, put your hand down again. And just as a recognition both to, to us to pray for you, but also to God to simply say, listen, my faith, my trust in my difficult time is in God because he is paying attention and he is watching over me. If that's you, just hand up in the air and down again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, don't, let's, we're, we're just giving God that recognition that says, God, here I am. I'm struggling, but I'm here. God, it's hard, but I'm looking to you. Father God, we come before you this morning. Father, we are given a certainty and assurance today that God, you are paying attention. Father, to each and every one of us, for those who lifted their hands up, Father, just as a recognition to you to simply say, God, I'm here, but I'm finding it hard, but God, you are watching over me. You are paying attention to me. Your care and your concern is directed towards me. And Father, each and every one of those situations, Father, each and every one of those people we pray for today. And Father, we pray that the power of your Spirit would fill them up to give them a certainty of your presence, a certainty of the assurance of knowing that God, you are not just above them, you are behind them, you are surrounding them. And whatever difficult situation or circumstance they are facing today, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing that separates them from the love of you which is in your Son, Christ Jesus. And that is the promise of your word. And for that today, Father, we say thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.